0: Go to everydaynovelist.com support to join the madness. <laughs> Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to... The Questions, episode 971. Today we have two questions on a similar subject, so we're going to read both of them and then uh, discuss them. Okay. The first one is from, I believe, Nicole? Yeah. Who asks...
1: If there's another writer with the pen name you were thinking of, but they write in another genre, do you think it's a good idea to go
0: ahead with the pen
1: name? Would there possibly be issues with copyright if the other author has copyrighted the name?
0: You can't copyright a name, but you can trademark it. Very, very rare that a writer trademarks their name because it's an expensive thing to do and it's a very difficult thing to defend. Uh, Mostly you'll see this with uh, very well-established writers who have large companies or big literary estates. Um, Mm -hmm. But you can't copyright a name.
1: You will be dealing with audience confusion, though, mm-hmm. particularly if it's exactly the same name. If it's a similar name, you know, there's a lot of Sawyers in the world. Yes, there are. And a lot of them use their middle initial mm-hmm. or their first initial.
0: And a lot of them have an initial that has a J in it. No. Okay, there's two of you. Well, there's two of us, but we're both big personalities.
1: That's... And so, if they've got the same last name or the same first name, that's not going to be too big of a problem you would want to avoid having the exact same pen name yeah. as somebody else
0: yeah and uh, the other reason dovetails with the next question which is algorithmic confusion if you have the same name as a writer who's writing in a different genre you're going to confuse the algorithms to the detriment of both of your sales so mm-hmm. let's uh let's do that other question now who's this one from now this one is from charles what does he say
1: In the interest of
0: pen names, I am looking
1: at dabbling in a few different subgenres of fantasy, and my question is, should I have more than one nom de plume? I know that I will be using a pen name because of the mispronunciation of my real-life last name as well as some anonymity, but do I need more than one? My subgenres are all within fantasy, but I plan to write within Sword and Sorcery, Clockpunk, Military Fantasy, diesel punk, among others. Do I spread myself too thin using too many names, or do I lose a meager following by genre hopping?
0: Um, Algorithmic confusion is a thing. It's something that has really held me back in my career, and I finally got religion on this, and this coming year we'll be changing my writing names. But we'll be changing them strictly for algorithmic purposes. So what I'm going to be doing is my mysteries will become written by J.D. Sawyer because initials go really well in the mystery genre. Mm-hmm. The science fiction and fantasy will continue to be J. Daniel Sawyer. And my nonfiction, except maybe for the writing fiction, or the writing advice stuff, will go to Dan Sawyer, which was my nonfiction name before I started publishing fiction. So, like, the um, Reclaiming Your Mind, will, the X Bible, will be mm-hmm. Dan Sawyer, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to rebadge Secrets of the Heinlein juvenile yet because that is so tied to science fiction, yeah. but other nonfiction books that are coming up are going to be Dan Sawyer as well. And that way, it's obvious to the reader, it's the same guy, and it'll be easy to find me because it'll be the same headshot and bio and everything else. But the... Amazon algorithms and the algorithms in the other uh, sales fronts, storefronts, are not going to keep trying to figure out what my readers like. Mm. Because right now, you go to Amazon and you buy a book by J. Daniel Sawyer, and they're like, ah, J. Daniel Sawyer writes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, books you might also like, anything? And it's not. So
1: basically, what's happening with the algorithms is that if someone writes, if if someone buys um, Business 101, they're going to be getting recommendations for other business books and other writing books, and also Ray Bradbury, Mm -hmm. because you write weird short stories
0: as well. And uh, it, so, yeah, What so what I'm doing is open, is sort of an open pen name thing. Um, Gail Carriger does this with her more adult fiction that's not suitable for children. And with her um, science fiction, she goes by G.L. Carriger. Mm-hmm. And for her fantasy and the stuff that's more family friendly.
1: And steampunk.
0: And steampunk, it's Gail Carriger. Um, and so... That's that's the kind of level of consideration I understand is very effective. When you're talking about the little niche subgenres that you're bringing up, I don't know how fine you would want to split that hair. Mm-hmm. I'm not deeply familiar enough with how artificial stupidity works to... <laughs> they say it's ai but it's not it's literally artificial stupidity they give the these algorithms are brute force simple rules that require no intelligence to enforce mm. it's literally artificial stupidity
1: it it's one of the reasons that ai seems to exacerbate racial stereotyping uh-huh. and gender stereotyping rather than breaking them open right because they follow the rule the um the shortcut rules that we create in our own heads that create the stereotyping and then follow them to the letter without ever ever having exceptions and
0: or nuance
1: or nuance and frankly even the most racist human beings have exceptions in their heads yep we've told the story once of a Old family friend that um, you were working
0: with, yeah, for, the guy uh, who taught me carpentry, right? Racist down to his bones, but one of his best friends <laughs> I, is is the 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 sick. was sick, is actually how it's pronounced. Um, yeah. uh, he so he he's sitting there in, in literally in the space of of a minute and a half, he's he's ranting to me because it was the time of the first Iraq War, I think it was, about um, the towel heads and the camel. F- who are who are ruining the world by forcing the US into these stupid wars. Mm-hmm. And in, this is as his mailman who was a sick wearing a turban is walking up and can hear what he's talking about and he gets in halfway through talking about how these people should be wiped off the face of the earth and he sees his mailman and he gives him a big hug and they start talking to each other about their kids and he makes a dinner date to have the mailman and his wife over because it's been too long and then as the mailman is going away before he's out of earshot he's right back on the towel heads Mm -hmm. and it was astonishing but yeah even the most racist people have exceptions that you you get to know somebody and the stereotype barrier falls away
1: that doesn't exist for the algorithms. Mm-hmm. So the algorithms just keep perpetuating stereotypes
0: and, right. um, and shit. And, and they're the ones that are running the recommendation uh, engines in the storefronts. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep in mind that you're dealing with artificial stupidity. So you want to section off your branding, um, at, at least at the author level, so that a machine that is designed to be stupid and make all the decisions is able to correctly identify potential readers for you.
1: Yeah, and this kind of differentiation has has kind of existed for as long as people have been writing under pen names.
0: Yeah, I think I, it's I, gotten I, a lot worse, though, with the algorithms. Well,
1: I'll, what I'm talking about wasn't that. Oh, the Using different pen names for
0: different kinds of work. Right, and, and op- open and, and, versus and, closed pen names, like Nora Roberts is also J.D. Robb. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: in, in the past, it's often been the tone or writing adult versus children's books. I'm actually really amazed that Roald Dahl's adult short stories are under the same pen name as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because mm-hmm. they're so, so <laughs> different.
0: Let's see. I liked Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Big Friendly Giant. And I think I'll try Switch Bitch. <laughs>
1: oh the Uh, first
0: story is about cannibalism
1: here's a short story about feeding your husband to the police um Mm -hmm. yeah
0: literally not metaphorically
1: (laughs) they're they're very different and a lot of writers wrote pornography and erotica erotica under pen names um
0: a lot of writers still do
1: and still do so um a,
0: I wouldn't be surprised someday to find out that Chuck Tingle was in was also a very successful writer of, like, epic fantasy or something. <laughs> that
1: would be funny. But yeah, it's, it's about making sure that your audience knows what they're going to get when they pick up a story by you. Um, and making sure that the bookstore or bookstore algorithm knows what they're giving the audience.
0: So there you go. Thank you very much, both of you, for the questions. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial no derivatives license and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.